The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Alright boys and girls, my name is Nabias Woolboy and the name on the marquee is Beer It Is on the CSPN Network. Shout out to Classic and Melanie for allowing me to bring this into your home each and every week. I am here at Prog City City Marketplace, sitting at the bar at Hop City, where I am enjoying a paradise, prairie paradise stout. Got a little bit of spice, got a little bit of kick to it, and it better be for $12 for a pour. But nonetheless, it's a great beer at a great time. But that's secondary. Because it's more important, there's a wonderful, beautiful brown beauty that's sitting here in front of me that's going to actually talk about beer, none other than Jen Price, as we break down her book, The Chick's Guide to Beer. And I love that title. So tell me about the title, man. Let's get right into it. Let's hop into it. So I'm a chick. Right. Shout out. And uh, shout out to all the chicks out there. Shout out to all the chicks. Um, and I love beer. And I am always, uh, it, it's become sort of a mission of mine, kind of a... Uh, a ministry, if you will, to get more ladies into beer. And I have been kind of forcing my friends for years to taste beer and and to enjoy it. And I thought it'd be a great idea to put together a guide for them to kind of help them along their journey. So that's what it is. The Chick's Guide to Beer, Seven Simple Rules for the Beer Novice. So it's geared towards uh, folks who are beginning their beer journey. Right. And it's interesting because... I kind of know a little something about beer. Just, a little bit. Just a smidgen. <laughs> and I was able to find things that I was able to either, that I knew but maybe hadn't thought about. Okay. Or was kind of able to go back into. So, very good Because a lot of times, like, I know it's called the Chick's Guide to Beer, but fellas, a lot of times, man, let's be honest, man. <laughs> sometimes fellas, you know, they, they like to grab a little bit and they don't realize that there's a lot that you still don't know. Absolutely. And learning that history of the beer. So we're going to get right into okay. chapter one. By the way, okay. guys, you're listening to Beer It Is on the CSP Network. My name is Tobias Wilborn, here with Jen Price at Hop City at the Krog Marketplace with the Chicks Got to Beer. And know your history, man. Like, Rule number one. I love it, man. Start, and, start the beginning, right? And literally, and you, you literally break it down like these beautiful pictures as the hops and the grain and yeast and water. That makes up beer, man. So let's let's Absolutely. let's talk at that base level sure. as the elements of beer, as I call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, I wanted just to back up a bit. I wanted it to be um, a, a, a nice book to look at, mm-hmm. not too text heavy. So I tried to intersperse graphics just to give people an idea of the stuff I was talking about. So the yeah. first chapter on know your history really um, is about the beginnings of beer, and a lot of folks don't know that it started out in. Um, I guess modern-day Iran, sort of the Middle East, right. and was a very um, a domestic chore. So mm. it was uh, the first brewers were ladies. Yeah, a lot of lady brewers, um, man. It was a way to, to make water drinkable for folks. And so um, I thought that was a cool fact. Right, and I, right, right. I think it's something that a lot of ladies would, uh, would grasp onto. So that's yeah. the first chapter. Know your history. Well, I mean, like Martin Luther, for instance, right? his wife was the brewer. Yes. And even if you go into forward, like you look at like Revelation, Revelation Brewery here in Atlanta. Oh, uh, not Revelation. Uh, what's Reformation. One? Reformation. Lord, yep. forgive me, the preacher and the pilot. <laughs> They're going to kill me when they hear this. They're going to beat me up. Um, they 
always talk about Martin Luther because, of course, one of the founders yeah. is a preacher, a preacher man, the other one is a pilot. So they had these interesting conversations about period social lubricant, right? Yep. And obviously, you've held events there as well and have a good relationship with those guys. And it's interesting to see how that translates. And then you have Abby of the Holy Ghost that is yes. run by a woman who yes. was either going to be a nun or a brewer <laughs> and decides to become a brewer. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> yeah. But again, that's what goes to show. I think a lot of times is beer. We think of beers like these. These neck. I call them neck beers. You know, the white yeah. dudes and. But we don't realize a lot of the original brewers were people of color and women. And women, absolutely, absolutely. And in Egypt you'll read in the in the book um that was where brewing took on this sort of um large-scale production right that's mm-hmm. when people started actually brewing um on a large scale the breweries in egypt were very close in size and scale to the ones we have now mm. and uh, you know that's fan- uh, just a fantastic bit of history that i think a lot of folks don't know and isn't that ironic that what ends up happening once it went over to Europe and England, eventually some of the breweries got big, and then they tried to shut down the small guys. And right, it's kind of similar to what's going kind on. Of what's now. happening now? Right? <laughs> funny how history right. changes, but it really doesn't change. Eleven hundred AD, right? Right, right. So it's funny how that goes. You're right about that. I, I didn't even think about it in that way. Yeah, because yeah. it's like all these small breweries, all these people, all these people of color, these minorities, these women. We're like making these little brewers. All of a sudden, the big boys come in and they're trying to take it over. And if you look now, you see what AB and MBEV and all these places are doing now. Shutting them down. And shutting them down. Buying them out. Buying them out and or keeping them from getting the hops and the materials. Yes. So let's go. Let's talk. No, no, it's okay. We're good. Let's talk about you a little bit. Okay. I like to talk about me. Right. Hey, you're from the Cater. <laughs> I am. Where's Greater? Right. The Cater. Where's Greater? Shout out. Yep. And we also share a mutual friend in Rashawn Ali. Of course, she. You went to high school with her. We've is, been best friends since we were 14 years old. Oh, wow. years, yeah. Wow. And I got to know her in the radio industry. Right, And she's right, in right. a beer now. It's so interesting I to I like me. to take a lot of credit for that. She, no, I, I won't, I can't take all the credit because we both were drinking horrible beer together and we were sneaking drinking beer back in high school and college. <laughs> we, so we both started out drinking crappy beer. Let's not tell Coach Godfrey that. Oh, uh, he knows. We just <laughs> talked about this last weekend. <laughs> But the truth of the matter is, um, you know, she and I have really grown together drinking beer, mm. and um, she's more of a wine connoisseur yeah, now, right, right, right. where I am into beer, and so we just, we, you know, I, her and along with all my other friends, I just try to educate, and, and she's become a geek just like me now. <laughs> it's funny because I, 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 <laughs> I tell people, I saw her recently at a Hawks game, and we're afterwards, no little... This is before the, the new courtside bar. It's Got like you. the little backside bar, you the know. Backside bar, the backside yes, bar. And, and, and we're sitting there, and and I, you know, she's like into these IPAs. I was like, oh, I, 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 I see you, sis. I see she you, big sis. She can drink a beer. She yeah, can drink yeah. a big beer. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. okay. She's like, yeah, the vibes. What do you think about this? What do you, what? I was like, all right, yeah. that's what's up. She can talk the it, talk. It's really cool to see women, particularly black women, getting into this. So, I agree. For you, like, what happened? Some of your experiences going to these breweries, and mm. you know, being the only, the only, only black person, but sometimes the only woman, or yeah, or, or sometimes like if you're not, a lot of times you'll see women there and they're with the dude, so that's different. But you, right, like you go solo a lot of places. I do a lot of places, and I'm, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. I'll, I'll be honest. I am. Um, so beer is what I do. It's the love of my life. Right, it's yeah. my passion. But I actually work during the day with a lot of engineers. I'm mm-hmm. a transportation planner. I'm very often the only 
person of color in the room. Mm. Very often the only black woman in the room. Sometimes the only woman in the room. Oh, so yeah. I can't say that I'm not used to that. But I will say that the, the beer world, the craft beer world, especially in Atlanta, has been so welcoming and so open. And I've not felt odd. I've not felt out of place at any place I've ever gone to. That's awesome, You know, man. folks. And I've, 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 I go to them so much, people kind of know who I am yeah. or have heard of me now. And so... I don't know. I've never had a bad experience yet. I'm, and if people have out there have had a bad experience, I I, I apologize. I'm sorry for them. But I, I can't say that I've ever had a bad experience. But I I will say that it is definitely noticeable. Yeah, you get some looks. It's noticeable, yeah. yeah and then looks. my hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Get, 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 I got the hair. Hey, she got the... <laughs> by the way, guys, like, you're, you're on the podcast. So, I mean, we'll put a picture up. But she has, like, this beautiful natural plumage just flowing it's and a, growing. Yeah, it's, it's like a, Kendrick said, right, with the Muhammad Ali hair and the whole thing. Serious. The Richard Pryor fro. And it's, you can't miss it. No, you can't miss it. And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, definitely a brown sister. So there's no confusing. No. There's no misunderstanding. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely not. It's so like, you, you yeah. know what it is. I'm, I'm up in there. Right. Yeah. You know what it is when you see it. So that being said, man, it, it is interesting. You, you go to some of these breweries, particularly and let's just be real, on certain sides of town, it's a little different. Absolutely. Let's say, and I'll be careful in name. Well, I can name, because I can be honest. Like, you go up to Kennesaw or Burnt Hickory or Dry County, yeah, you're going to be the only brother or sister up Probably in there. So. And, yeah. you know, of course, Scott Hedin, crazy ass, he, he wants to be black some days. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but when, when he's not playing the heavy, heavy metal, he wants to get to a little bit of rap. But, even, but other than Scott, I mean, but, yeah, you definitely will get some looks, so. How do you kind of deal with that? You just like, hey, I'm just here. So. I'm just here for the good beer, you know. Just here for and the I, good beer. I like I'm that. I'm here for the good beer. That's a t-shirt, right? Yeah. Um, for real. You know, I I don't deal with it. I make them deal with it. I'm not the mm. one uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable going to a place where I'm the only one. It mm. doesn't make me uncomfortable. And if they are, that's their problem. They need to work on that. But I'm here to have good beer, and and that's the bottom line. And so, do you find sometimes? Because like, even for me as a dude, I'll go places. Particularly, I was just in Arizona. Mm, and okay. I was out there for about a week, so I went to like 10, 15 different breweries. And sometimes you go, and the first thing they're like, oh, well, you might like this that's like a Coke 45. No. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm just being honest. Like, I, I, I got will some of say, that. when I first started drinking beer, I, I did get lots of recommendations that were... Uh, probably a, a little sexist. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I, I did get a lot of a lot of that at bars. Um, yeah. And there's a way to silence people. Mm-hmm. Very I had a brewer one time, and, and I with grace. You can do it with grace. I had a brewer one time, and I, I won't name who the brewer was. <laughs> was like, hey, um, so what do you think about if we were to do a Hennessy Barrel Aged Beer? I don't know. I don't drink Hennessy. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't drink that. Ask someone who drinks like, Hennessy. I don't drink that cheap shit either. So, you know, but I knew what he was getting at, and yeah. he, he was like, oh, okay. I was like, but hey, if you want to do a cognac barrel aged beer, That's the question, that is right? fine. Yeah. But why are you doing it, and what's the reason behind yeah. it? And yeah. so, you know, sometimes you have to kind of give it back to It's a to navigation. Them. Yeah. Yeah. You can do it all with grace, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, but you seem to do that well. Yeah. Another place that has a little bit of style and grace is here on Beer It Is on the CSPN Network. My name is Tobias Woolborn. I can tell you guys we're just having a good time here at Crog City Market. Shout out to the Torres family for allowing us to record here. Guys, we're going to take a quick pause for the cause. We're going to come right back. 
We only got into chapter one. There's seven chapters in this book. <laughs> we're not gonna make so it. So we're not gonna make it through all seven, <laughs> but we are gonna get into a little bit more of the meat and potatoes of this book. Sweet. Guys, stick and stay. We'll be right back. This is Tim Dog from the Comfort Chronicles. Make sure to join myself, Agent 70, Dirt, and Roddy Cat live every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, as we discuss the latest breaking comic book news and also review the new comic books each week, along with discussing TV shows, movies, and much more. And make sure to go to our website, theclicknation.com. You can listen to the Comic Book Chronicles every Friday by subscribing to the Cold Slither Podcast Network. Alright boys and girls, once again we're here at Fort Beard Is on the CSPN Network. My name is Nubias Wilborn. The name on our key is Beard Is. Shout out to Classic and Melanie for allowing me to do this each and every week and bringing this into your home absolutely free on iTunes, on Stitcher, on everywhere you can find podcasts. Make sure you guys go support our sponsors, go to Amazon.com, all those fine people, so I can keep doing this for free, and more importantly, I can actually afford to drink beer, because Miss Torres is looking at me for this $12 paradise that I just had, and I'm going to make sure I got to tip them well. So that being said, sure I am here at Crog City Marketplace at the Hop City, sitting at the bar, talking to the lovely Jen Price about the Chick's Guide to Beer. We talked about chapter one, then we talked about just life growing up in Atlanta, being in Atlanta, and before we get into the next couple chapters, I do have yeah. one question. Sure. What was your first, because you said you were sneaking the cheap beer, right? That's probably... Oh, yeah. Back, back in the day. What, what, Whatever what, I could get my hands on. What was like the Mickey's and what was it? Uh, what? It was, well, my father used to drink High Life. Miller oh, High yeah, Life. Miller High Life, yeah. And in the 80s... The champagne uh, of beer. Champagne of beer is only yeah. the best. Mm-hmm. Only the best for my dad. And, and Coors, because in the 80s, my father used to go out to Colorado a lot for work. Yeah. And we didn't have Coors in Atlanta mm-hmm. back then, so he used to have it shipped back to my mom. Oh, so that's old school. So that's old school that beer trading. Beer, yeah. Yeah. That's old school beer trading. Old school. I, I will say this, though. back then, so. I will say this. If you ever get a chance, and, and I know this goes against the craft thing, and we just talked about how these big companies, I'll tell you what, a freshly made... Coors that before they filter it down, oh yeah, is like at, at the brewery. Yeah, at oh the brewery gosh. before yeah. they filter because they, they do two they do it for two different things. They have one they do that's all grain without the rice and the other BS. But when before they filter it down, that thing is pretty yeah. damn good. Yeah, and especially yeah. when it's cold, you know. So I, I <laughs> oh, it has to be ice cold. It had to be ice cold, but you know, be. it's a refreshing beer yeah. and. and it, Look, there's nothing wrong with having one of those. But you went from those. Yeah, from those. And then in college, well, early college, probably drinking. Well, you were at FAMU in Tallahassee. I was at FAMU. I was at Bethune-Cookman. I was at Florida State also. I did a, I did a nice Florida tour nice. for college. But it's, it's, there weren't the craft breweries <laughs> down there like there no, are now. No, zero. Because like, now there's brewery. And no access. Right, and and we'll, we'll get to that yeah. later in the show because there actually are good breweries in there Tallahassee are. and good beer bars there down are. there now. Yeah. But at the time, what were you drinking down there in college? We were drinking um, 32s of 
of Sainides or, or Oldie. Or if you went to Atlanta, you, could get a, you couldn't get a 40 in Florida. You could only get a 32. <laughs> 32 or the OE. Or the old English. You could go across the line to Thomasville and get a 40 if you needed one. So uh, see, I went to school in Georgia Southern. <laughs> so we know that county line life really Yeah, you well. know the county line life. Yeah, man. So, yeah. So we were drinking that. But then we upgraded to, like, Honey Brown. That was our fancy beer. Nice. Yeah. And maybe. So, so, so the AKAs were drinking the, the, the. A few of us. <laughs> a few. Not, a not few the whole. Of us. No. No. <laughs> Just so, so it wasn't a chapter drink, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. And you weren't even allowed to drink those in public. So. By, by the way, guys, uh, when I say AKA, I mean Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. That's me. You know, showed them some love. 1908. Made an Alpha chapter there at FAMU, that right? That was at FAMU. I was pledged Gamma Ta chapter at Bethune-Cookman. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. So taking it all the way back. Absolutely. Bringing it full circle. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. but the point is that AKAs, weren't, they weren't drinking it not like in that. the open. But no way. A few of us were drinking behind the, the scenes, though. On the low key. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> But that's out. the best we could find. Yeah. And we also didn't know. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, it was a different time. Different and time. Because it's funny. I've I talked to some brewers who have been brewing for like 30 years here in Atlanta. And they'll tell you, hey, man, look, when we first started brewing, we used to have to go to these places called bread shops. Bread shops? Well, that's where you bought the barley and the yeast ah, and the wheat because, you know, brewing was cool. illegal. Yeah. Home brewing was illegal. So they call it a bread shop. They call it a bread shop that's or a bake shop. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that's where you would buy all the grains to, you know, create the beer. And so then the hops, you would have to kind of get those contracts. But, yeah, this is before kids. This is before YouTube and (laughs) all these different things where everybody kind of just, you know, get this stuff. figured it out. Yeah, just figured it out. Yeah, it had these little bread shops. There was like one or two in the city. All the brewers knew where they were, and they knew what it was. And, I mean, I think this inner city kind of knew, too, but, you know, they weren't going to go down and tear it up, you know, as long as they kept it within reason. And so that's where they would buy all these malts and yeast and all these different things. Right. Because technically, I mean, all those things. same thing. Bread or beer. Exactly. Because essentially that's what it is. It's just the difference between distillation and so forth. Absolutely. And so on to make it beer when those sugars eat each other. Anyway, Uh because we'll get into this nerd stuff, man. So it's really (laughs) cool to nerd out here. So what was the first good beer you had? The first good beer I had, I believe, was um, Sierra Nevada. Mm. Their pale ale. That is the gateway, Sierra Nevada pale ale. Yeah. That is, that is old school, been it around like 30 years. Yep. I was in Colorado doing an internship. Nice. That was the first one. And then and then I remember going to a microbrewery there called Oasis that I don't think is open anymore. Mm. I tried to find it. Mm. It's the first microbrew I had. But the wow. first good beer I had was during my internships in Colorado. And college. And nice. that's when I got exposed to the good stuff. And I was like, oh. It blows your mind a little bit, right? This is actually really, really good. I think everybody remembers their first good beer. For me, yeah. I always tell people, it was, well, it was two things. It was Newcastle Brown Ale. Uh-huh. I, Hilarious. <laughs> oddly enough, I was at the Dugans on Punts. <laughs> Dugans. <laughs> and I remember. So Atlanta. It's so Atlanta, man. Mm-hmm. I was at Dugans on Punts and. And they were out of Coronas and Heineken's. I was drinking Coronas with Grenadine and the lime. Because, I, I mean, at remember the time, that? Remember that? Remember that? That's what you were doing? Because, you know, oh. you thought you were doing something. So bad. It was so terrible. But, you know, <laughs> at the time, it was good. You get your little shot, and that's what you were drinking. Man. And so, you know, the bartender, Jerry, shot to Jerry, shot to those guys over there. You've been there so long. Oh, my gosh. There's a whole other. Which I'm actually going to tease to something there. Okay. I bet you don't know what the number one selling beer there is now. 
I would be. I'm, I, you're gonna surprise me. I will surprise you. I, was, I would say Heineken or Corona, but that's not it anymore. It is not it anymore. Is we it will a local come. Beer? It, well, we're gonna come back to that. Okay, I like we're gonna that. come back to that. So from there, I was in there and it had Killian's Irish Red. That was the other one we used to drink yes. in college. That was fancy. Yes, it was fancy because it had like the little red amber. Of course, you didn't know what an amber was and all these other no. different things. It was just oh. Beer could be red. Yeah, it wasn't light. Yeah, it wasn't it was light. Straw. It yeah. had a little bit of body and, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> so then I had, had a Newcastle brown ale, and I was Funny. like, oh, wow. But so then from there, there was, they so somebody told me, okay, hey, you like Newcastle brown? I was like, yeah, man, this is great. And they're like, hey, well, you know, there's a local brewery and a brewing company. Before, it became red brick Before and red slid brick. off the sweet yeah. water and all, all that whole thing, which mm-hmm. is, depending on which one ABC. of them you ask, right. ABC. They had a brown ale, the Dogwood Brown Ale, and that was the first good local beer I ever wow. had. Wow. We don't have that anymore. No, no, that's long gone. Mm-hmm. Crawford still makes it over at five season. He still oh, really? makes Yeah, he still makes it every now and then. Good to know. Because he was there. But anyway, so, yeah, yeah we'll get all off into yeah. this stuff. Awesome. So, first good beer. First good beer, and that's what like it was. Like a first kiss. You yeah. never forget. You right? never forget. <laughs> you never forget yeah. because it, it that's what starts you. Absolutely. And so then from there, we'll get, uh, and now we'll bring back the answer to the question for Dugans. The number one selling beer at Dugans. So I, it's local. It's, it's local. Uh, let me guess. Is, is it um, Night on Ponce? It is Night on Ponce. Okay. You got it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, and they, they, have the signs in, they have the signs in there. Night on Ponce. That's brilliant. Yeah, if you're in Dugans on Ponce, you are having. You need to get that beer. <laughs> you are having a Night on Ponce. Brilliant. But yes, yeah. it is a 7% IPA. I think one of the better IPAs in the too. state of Georgia. I do too. I, love I know it. we talk about Tropicalia. I know we talk about Scuff Law and all these places. But There's so many. Uh, just so many. But that Nine on Ponce is a good IPA. It's standard. And and they even pour it into a glass, which, you know, if it. <laughs> Sometimes you got to ask for one there. Sometimes you got to ask for one. But, you know, <laughs> they, they really brand that beer well. Good. And they have the posters, and that is the number one. I gotta go back in there. Yeah, you go in there, get your wings, and get your night on punks. (laughs) Now it's and it's crazy, but people will spend, you know, a Heineken, a Corona, or you know, whatever is like three bucks in there. But people will spend six or seven dollars, and it's even even the least understanding bartender in there will say, "Hey, this beer's made local. Yeah, it's a seven percent beer. So yes, it costs more, but you drink less of it. Better. It's better. And at seven percent, you can drink. Fewer of those. I'm so happy to hear that they're doing that. But that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm so, so happy to hear that it's selling. But so that, and that's that other part of this, right? <clears throat> Is that craft beer can be for everybody if you give people opportunity. People just need exposure. Yes. That's my. That's what I think. That's what I think, and that's why I, I did this book because I think, you know, the least of us, probably the ladies, need to get be exposed and invited more to drink beer. And that's where we go into. Chapter two of the book. Yes. Understand what it is and how it is made. Very God, I love how this is. It's just so simple, simple, guys. I wanted it to be easy to read. I don't like long reads. I don't. I don't read big books anymore. I used to. I just. I'm. I'm real busy. I'm also kind of a lazy reader. So I was like, let me make this book as brief, but as impactful as possible. So the second chapter, what it is and how it's made, it's just real basic, like the ingredients of beer. And, and how you make it. And I try to break that down as simply as possible into the different steps. And um, and it helps people understand. So give people just the basic, just the, the rudimentary, sure. just the ingredients, just the sure. basic of it. Water, hops, some kind of grain, and yeast. Just like that's you it. said, like bread. Right, that's Yeah, it. just like making bread. And that's it. And then that's so- it. 
It's literally does it, but then that is there, it. <laughs> it goes from do you want to add hops? You want to do an IPA? Do you yeah. add different other other elements or adjuncts or elements or ingredients yeah. or whatever you call it to say, okay, you want to do a stout, you want to do a porter, you want to do a strong ale. Absolutely. And so then from there, it's the lingo. The lingo. Chapter three. Talk the talk. Talk the talk. And I think that's so important because I feel like that's where the biggest barriers occur. Mm. You know, where people just don't feel comfortable asking for what they want or even asking for what they don't want because they don't know the words to say. Mm. So I I think that a lot of people get put off very easily and Mm. quickly by not knowing what IPA means or IBU or not knowing ABV or just all these, these terms that you hear. When you're talking to beer geeks like us, and they just roll off our tongue. Yeah, it just comes so easy. Who doesn't even understand like what bottle conditioning is or what it means to sell a beer? Then you might not feel comfortable entering into that conversation. So I wanted to make it easy to be in a conversation with someone, even if you are new to this whole beer thing. Right. And so here's this thing: beer lingo. She has like literally on page 28, 29, 14 terms. It's alcohol by volume, ABV. Like you said, here, beer is generally raised from 4.5 to 14%. Some go a little higher. Georgia's ABV Georgia. law yep. is at 13.9. <laughs> that's what they say. That's some, what they say. That's what they say. Alcohol per by volume. <laughs> some beers. Some people push that limit, I think. I've heard that. I've heard about it. I've heard that. <laughs> I, I've heard that. And then you yeah. have, like, the word ale. Because a lot of times people don't know. Then between an ale and, and a, a lager. lager. People don't even and, know. And that's what beer starts at, right? Basic. Basic. Yeast, right? Yeah. And it's how it's fermented. Very, very true. Temperatures and the type of yeast used in it, right? And, yeah. the, and the time period. But that's it. That's it. Very and simple. Even going to cellaring where yeah. it's like aging of beer. People don't know you can do that. Yeah. Or, or people don't know which beers to cellar. Absolutely. Never cellar an IPA. Ever. Ever. Well, maybe unless if it's um, Dogfish 120. But other than that. Uh, which is hard to get anyway, so who's going to sell it? Exactly. I'm going to drink it. <laughs> I want to drink it because I got my hands on it. Exactly. But, you know, other than that, don't sell her an IPA. Drink them joints fresh because they're going to be drink drink fresh. Because yeah. it's the hops and things of that nature. Yeah, you want We've that. been getting some malts and session beer and just... Absolutely. High gravity. IBUs, which a lot of people throw that around, but they don't know that it's actually, literally... International business units, exactly, and it's a measurement for a reason because people now people hear IPAs and they want like the most bitterest IPA. They don't they know, do. which yeah. I'm not into that. I'm not That's anymore. Me. Yeah, I tried, but whatever, whatever. And then until you make it work, and then I just love these terms. I love the colors. Thank you. Of I this wanted book. it to be bright and easy. And then we even get into, like, breaking down what craft beer is. Because that's always a question, too. People are like, well, how do you know if it's craft? What does that even mean, you know? So I tried to break that down, too. Three simple elements, right? Small, independent, and traditional. That's it. That's it. So I try to break down what that means to people. And I love this, this segment right here. What alcohol actually is, right? I think a lot of times people just hear the word alcohol and it's like, okay, we're gonna get drunk, but you actually break it down. Like, alcohol can be made from many things, made from sugar cane, made from, if you're talking about a rum, talking about rye, talking about a whiskey, talking about potatoes, talking about a vodka, it's like so many different ways. All it is is just those sugars. The sugars, fermentable sugars. That's it. It's breaking down. Yeah. And from there, we're gonna take another quick, small, Pause for the cause. We're going to come right back. So we're through chapters one through three. And we're still learning Jim Price's story. 
and background as we're here at Hop City. Shout out to the lovely Choice family for allowing us to record here. Guys, we'll be right back. Hey everyone, this is your man Jeremy from the Crown and Collars Podcast. Just reminding you that you are listening to a CSPN media presentation. And to check out Crown and Collars every Wednesday so we can tell you what your aunt does when you're not around. Boys and girls, we are back here on Beard Is on the CSPN Network. My name is Bias Wilborn, and we are here at Hop City and the Crog City Marketplace. A whole lot of city, because we're in the big city of Atlanta, Georgia, rocking and rolling. I am back with Jen Price as we get into the Chick's Guide to Beer. And I finally convinced Jen to have a beer with me. <laughs> and of course, it's an amazing beer. Shout out to Jason Pellet over at Orpheus. And she's having the 12th flavor, right? 12th flavor. It's an American Imperial Stout, 13% alcohol by volume. Yeah. But it doesn't taste or feel like it. It's amazing. Man, Jason probably out here lying, man. Hey, y'all, y'all go find him. Nah, I'm just kidding. Man, I'm serious, man. It's a great beer. Shout out to Jason and the crew over there at Orpheus, man. They yes. always treat me Good like job. gold. Man, I really appreciate them. They do a great job. Man, so let's get into it. Speaking of that. You found your fit with that beer. Yes, rule number and four. And we are in rule number four. Yeah. It's find your perfect fit. And I, I try to sort of liken this to finding the perfect pair of jeans or the perfect pair of shoes or whatever it is that us ladies go shopping for. And it, it takes a, it may take a while. You got to try on a couple pair of jeans, couple tops, couple whatever to find the one that fits you perfectly. And it's the same thing with beer. So in this chapter, I encourage ladies to... Explore different ways to find their perfect beer, whether it go to festivals or come up to a place like Hop City where they'll let you sample anything they have on tap before you commit to something, or even uh, doing a mixed six-pack at your local Whole Foods or Publix or Kroger where you can just try one of each and find the beer that works for you. And I also try to put in this chapter um, the styles the of styles, beer, yeah. a style guide. And I, I just broke down the very, very basic ones. I think it may be eight in there. Right. And uh, just give a little description on what that style is like, the ABV, how uh, how bitter it is, some famous ones that you might have heard about. I mm-hmm. talk about serving temperature and the glassware, and then lastly, the color that you should expect that beer to be. Ah, a, and the color is very important. It is. Man. Very important. Like, as like I said, as, as you're drinking that 12th labor, and so when Beautiful you get style. that beer, it is gorgeous. It's brown. It's chocolate. It's robust. It's kind of yeah. almost like I like, almost. well... Um, my coffee. I it just, is. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say something else, but you I'm say your ladies. Well, you know, hey, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, we try to keep it, uh, you know, right for the. That's how I like it, man. You know, brown and full body, we'll Thick. say. Yes, yes, curvy, curvaceous, all that and more. But the point yeah. is, right back to the lecture at hand here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as we get into these. So we start literally from light, and we go with the pale ales. You get into the porters, and it's interesting. I like the I like the ones you pick. You pick like Russian River Porter, and for the pale ale, you pick the Grunion from Ballast Point. I love Ballast and Point. And Ale from Odell. I mean, so like, this also shows like the depth of your beer knowledge and the places you've been and seen. 
You know, I, I, I try to pull it all out in the book and, and to give people just um, an idea by giving them a few famous stouts, things that they may have heard of or might mm-hmm. be able to find anywhere. Yeah. Um, well, that's important, too, because yeah. like when you tell people, hey, try something... And they still don't know what to do with that sometimes. Yeah. What does that even mean to them? Exactly. If, if you're a beginner and you say, you know, go, go, you know, you're going to try a stout and go look for it at the, at the, at your local bottle shop, they're still like, okay, well, at least give me somewhere to start. So I try to give them three ideas, three places to start, some very famous ones that they could uh, hopefully find when they're out and about. Nice, or nice. Or at least ask for it. Right. And then, and then from, because that's the other thing too, right? Because sometimes some bottle shops, some, breweries and some you know beer places can be a little snobby Absolutely. it can be a little hard to navigate it's particularly tough. for a newbie i mean i remember even for me being new into it it was like well what do you like well shit i don't know i like beer i like beer i want to try <laughs> beer but then when you can say hey give me a beer that's similar to a guinness extra style yes and then from there, they can say, okay, hey, you may like this, you may like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. At a, at, a, at a good bottle shop or a yeah. good um, spot like here Hop where City, we are in Hop City, yeah. where you can just say, hey, I like a stout, and they can recommend yeah, you several know, different styles. Five to eight of them. Right. Or if you say, hey, look, you know, <laughs> I, I've been hearing about this Tropicalia that Creature Comforts does. Do you have something similar yeah. than Ilk? Even Absolutely. if you don't know. Hey, it's what a, that even means? Yeah, exactly, what that <laughs> that is a quote unquote juicy IPA. Yeah. So, or whatever that means, it's a whole other thing. That's another thing, right? So then you, then from there, you can kind of figure out what that is. You just then, need a starting point. Yeah, and that's all it is is getting the starter points. But what I also find too is once the ladies get in the beer, I think the ladies. Well, I don't think I know. Like there's scientific studies, the ladies have better palates than the fellas, man. Yeah, we do. Because right. the ladies pick up more. Hard so stop. what is that, man? Like, y'all pick up more flavors. <laughs> We're so perceptive yeah. on all fronts. We're just better also. So that's that's it. We're, we're better than y'all. I mean, y'all, I mean, because, <laughs> well, no, seriously. I mean, you know what? And We I, do I will, have discerning palates, though. You're yeah, right. Yeah, You're yeah, right. It's the, science. The ladies, I don't know ladies, how to explain it. Science. Yeah, the, the ladies pick up different things. I know a lot of brewers we do. get into that. But the other thing, too, is... Women will do stuff like this where we'll actually you- study it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll study it. We'll yeah. we'll taste something and actually figure out, figure out why figure it's out. good, why it is. What, what is that it I is. taste? What is that I smell? Yeah. And then kind of liken it to something that we've had yeah. before. Because I mean, honestly, and, and I say this as a dude who tries to learn, who tries to be smarter and better. Mm-hmm. Is you know, the quicker you realize you don't know shit about shit is when you start to learn. Hopefully. The problem, the problem is a lot of times is men we don't do that but with this don't book, even try don't even try we're just like hey I like that <laughs> that's what I like but the women here man you guys are like you're even giving them the glassware for this like the saison it goes matters. in the tour. it does matter yeah but I want again, people to know that but again a lot of the people take that knowledge for granted absolutely as opposed to just learning a lot of bars too a lot of yeah. bars do it too I mean you'll get a stout and a pint glass so like, no. several places in Atlanta oh yeah I know yeah, yeah I'm not gonna name names we're gonna be good me neither we're gonna be good I'll but, just make know. a request yeah. like, can you bring me that in the proper glass and they will and so, but, if they have it they but, may not have it sometimes some places don't have it <laughs> but do you get the looks when people when they when, no and most places I go to serve beer in the right glassware gotcha you yeah because yeah. you, you get to a point where for me at this point in my life where if I go to a place and they're not putting the beer in the right glassware, we probably don't have beer I want to drink at this probably point. Probably not, right? But again, we're talking about the newbies. So the newbies are like, 
You get a wit beer. You want it in the Weizen glass because it needs to be in that glass. It so does. It, it does certain things. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so, and again, and, and this might be even more helpful at home. So yes. once you get real deep into your your beer, your love for beer and this whole lifestyle, then maybe you will go buy the proper glassware. We talk about that later in the book. We get into that real deep. But then maybe once you get home. You can do it right. And by the way, I got to tell you, I love how you break down the Belgians to the doubles and the triples and the quads. Uh, Belgians. I love Belgians. Oh, me beers. too, man. I Shout out to Belgian three taggers. Shout out. You're yes. in the head brewer over there and this, that whole crew. They do a great job. They do a wonderful job of just having good beer made right. and Right down the street. Yeah. Shout out to Decatur. And Decatur, yeah. where it's greater. Man, yeah. I tell you what, they Decatur Corridor. Of Three Taverns and Wild Heaven yeah. and um, Blue Tarp. Blue Tarp is there. Blue Tarp is there. Um, yep. And, you know, some of the other places that are coming along down the line. Yeah, it's working. Um, there's that comic. What's the comic shop? Oh, My Parents' Basement. My Parents' Basement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they got some good beer there. Mm-hmm. And then um, Twain's, the homebrew. Twain's. Um, yes. Decatur has a whole, you can get a beer tour map. Yeah. And then Wrecking Bar, of course. You have right a whole there. walking yeah. tour. Yeah, and there's just so many good places in the area that mm-hmm. you can just walk Victory. to. Victory. Great beer. Great beer, great sandwiches. I mean, so <laughs> it's just growing and growing it and is. growing. But it speaking is. of that, man, so then we go from there. We get into chapter five. We got to take your time, do it right, break it down. That's right. That's so, right. And that's about um, serving temperature, glassware, and how to pour beer. Let's get fancy. Okay. Let's get fancy. I like that. I like that. I mean, pinkies up. No AKA for me, you know, but I'm new, so, you know. Well, I guess some noobs might do the pinky up, but that's all the conversation. <laughs> I don't know any of that. Do that. <laughs> but from there, man, let's yeah. get into this a little bit, man. The temperatures. Serving and... temperature is so important. Yes. And, you know, like I'm drinking a stout right now that I really want to guzzle because mm-hmm. I really like it. It's really good. But I'm going to wait What you got to say? Ooh. You, why, gonna why, why you going to wait? Why you going to wait? I'm to warm up a bit. Oh, tell me about the warm up. <laughs> Tell about the warm-up. Tell about the warm-up. Well, for me and for most people, I think stouts are, are best when they're served a little warmer, mm-hmm. almost at cellar temperature, about 50 degrees. Nice. To me, and I think this is also uh, a fact, I think your tongue can pick facts up. Facts be. Facts be, right? Your tongue picks up on more of the nuances when the beer doesn't just shock your palate. Mm. When it's super cold. Yeah. It really puts your tongue into like... Which is, that's the, where you're drinking like lagers and coaches and yeah, things of that nature. Yeah, things that yeah. should be ice, ice cold. Right. Pale lagers, pale ale. Mm-hmm. But something as beautiful as this, I really want to be able to taste all of the hard work that this brewer put into it, right? Yes. By selecting the hops and the grain and whatever else. Mm-hmm. And those small pills where he's even roasting those balance. malts and all yeah, these things. Yeah, it's so yeah. complex. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice as, as some beers warm up, they'll, they'll, they'll change in the way they taste. Some of them get nasty, mm-hmm. like a pale ale or a pale lager, which because you're not supposed to drink them when they're warm. Right. Something like this will become more and more beautiful the warmer it gets. So serving temperature is important. And I break that down in the book by beer style. Right. I tell you, something about those robust brownies, I'm telling you, man, they, they yeah. get better with it, when the sun comes out. I agree. You know, that, that, that it's just, they, they glisten, man, and the same thing with the beer, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank God I'm single. I'd be in trouble for that <laughs> you one. You would be so in trouble, yeah. yeah. And from there, we talk about glassware, like we were talking about earlier. I, uh, in, and, and see, with the stout, it's cool because you can kind of grab it. Yeah. And put it in your yeah, hand. You can warm it up. Yes. And this tulip or a snifter, if it was mm-hmm. in a snifter, is designed to sort of um, come to a, a, the right drinking temperature by, you know, just by holding the glass. Some beers you don't want to do that, though, right? Yep, yep. So the glassware is made for that. And I try to break down nine different glasses, more like nine or ten different glasses that you may want to try if you're drinking certain. How many different beers. glasses do you have at the crib, man? 
Um, I have at least two of each style that I put in this book. Jesus. I have a cabinet full of glasses and a and a shelf full of glasses. Yeah. I give away glasses all the time. Me too. I, <laughs> I get too many of them. I literally, and, and I'm not just saying, I just had two boxes of like really great. I had Chiku glasses. Mm. That I literally just gave away. Just you have to. Because you get Where so, are you going to put them? Exactly. I live in a small space. I live in like 800 square feet. So yeah. I got to get rid of right, them. Right, right. Because it's like you <laughs> get them and, you, and you, I appreciate getting them. I do. But sometimes it's like, man, I can't. So I can't keep all these. But it's cool because you can help a newbie. Like, Absolutely. I do it all the time. I'll give a, a beer and a gla- the appropriate glassware as a gift all the time to oh, friends. Look at you. Yeah. Lesson Start them out right. So, hey, get them get right, get them tight. Absolutely. Another place where you get them right and get them tight each and every week here on Beard Is on the CSPN Network. My name is Tobias Wilborn, and I am here with Jen Price in the Chick's Guide to Beer. Chapter yes. 6 for the Chick's. I'll let you say that because I'm already in enough trouble. So, it's a little bit of a double entendre here. It's called Always Swallow. So don't take that the wrong way. Let me explain. <laughs> a lot of ladies are wine drinkers. And if you are a serious wine taster. You're swishing and You swish and you spit it out. Yeah. And that's because of just chemistry and the palate when it comes to wine. But beer is a little, a lot different actually. You actually have to swallow it to get a good taste. Mm. And this whole notion about the tongue map and there being a bitter side and a sweet side has been thrown out of the window. So to taste beer and to really appreciate it, it needs you got to swallow it for a few reasons. Carbonation sort of helps create um, a fuller experience for the beer, for a beer drinker. And then the phenols, which is going to get real geeky, um, are, are expressed better when you actually swallow. So that's all I mean, ladies. Don't take it the wrong way. She didn't say spinners or quitters. She just said... Uh, I, just, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. No comment. No, no comment. So then we do go into how to properly taste beer also in this chapter. And nice. So walk me through that. Five very simple steps. First step is to swirl and smell. So you get the beer poured, um, and this is when you're doing a taste. So you may mm-hmm. not have a full glass of beer. The same way they do at Hop City, where they, they bring you these They'll tasters. They'll give you a nice taste. Yeah. 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 The and lovely Torres family will definitely walk you through. Eileen will hook you up every time. Eileen will get you up on game. Absolutely. So you'll get it. you get your beer, and you want to swirl it in the glass, and you want to smell it. Take a good whiff of it. Yeah. And you'll notice some beautiful bouquets sometimes. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you want to do is just look at it, right? You can yeah. And just appreciate the color. We were talking, this stat we have is so beautiful and black. But some beers have a nice straw color hue. Um, if they're lambics, they probably have a very beautiful, colorful pink, red, green, whatever hue. And you want to appreciate that as well. And then you want to sip it. And it's taking just a small portion into your mouth, letting it roll around your tongue. Mm. You may See, what I like is like the kind of, I like to hold it. Me too. Put put on my tongue and just me too. I switch. Hold it. I'm a swisher. Mm-hmm. So let it roll. Let it roll. Yeah. And really appreciate that. And then you swallow. But throughout that process, you're really taking note of the things you like and maybe the things you don't like, and that's fine. Yeah. That's the it's whole okay process. It's like okay not to like it. It's okay not to like it. And you know what? You may only like the fact that it's a pretty color or yeah. that it smelled nicely, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Right. That's cool. I tell you what, another place that looks pretty and smells nice here on Beard is on the CSPN Network. Guys, we're going to get into Chapter 7 right after this quick, small, and I mean small, pause for the cause. We'll be right back.
This episode of the Beer It Is podcast is sponsored by Busted Tees, your home for funny, awesome, cool t-shirts that are sure to get your friends' attention. Busted Tees puts many of their popular shirt designs on sale each week. Choose from several eye-catching t-shirts inspired by pop culture, cleverly themed t-shirts inspired by movies, video games, TV shows, comic books, geek culture, and much more are on sale right now. To help keep our podcast free, you can order from Bust Tees by going to our official website, cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then clicking on the Keep Our Podcast free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Busted Tees banner, and then you can shop for awesome t-shirts. Busted Tees through cspn.us. Do it today. Alright boys and girls, once again, my name is Bryce Wilborn, and one of our key is Beard Is. We are here at Hot City in the Krog City Market, because we are in the beautiful city of the Seven Hills here in Atlanta, with a lady who went to a campus that also had Seven we Hills. We talk about our hills at uh, yeah, FAMU. FAMU. And I went to Florida State. And she went to Florida State, so since she knows the Tallahassee, she knows the hills. FAMU is on the highest hill. The highest of the Seven Hills. The highest of the Seven Hills, as Doc would say. That's what you need to know. As you need to know, because that's how it goes. I am here with Jen Price, the Cater Zone, FAMU Zone, so on and so forth. Just yes. a lot of different affiliations. But the affiliation we're here to talk about today is the Chick's Guide to Beer. That's right. And that's what she's doing. So we're going through chapters one through six. Coming on the back half on the last segment here, we're going to get into chapter seven. And this is where it gets fun. This is the fun part for me. And this is kind of, um, I think, brings it all together. Ties it all in. Chapter seven, rule number seven is try it with food. Amen. And um, I just think that's the most fun part about drinking beer. Yes. Uh, not just drinking it and enjoying it, but when you can pair it with the right foods mm-hmm. and really um, play off of uh, the different um, flavors and nuances mm-hmm. of the beer, it is a lot more fun to people. And I think folks are even more open to trying beer if they can understand that when you have it with certain foods, it may even change your experience with it. It's nice. kind of fun. And so you have seven different styles of beer. You know, just kind of kept it basic here. Just for so, the pairing guide. Just for the pairing guide. So you will start with the pale lager, the lightest of them all. Yeah. You are talking about wings, like she so talking about the hot wings. You talking about Dugan's earlier, right? We talking were. About, yeah. Talking about some hot wings, talking about the egg rolls, the pad thai, because these are spicier build food, so you kind of want it with something lighter, right? Something that's going to cleanse your palate mm. with, every, with every sip, every swallow. Yeah. Every sip and swallow, because by the way, ladies, you got to make sure you swallow. That's what she said in chapter six. That's all I was saying in chapter six. That's all she said in chapter six. Swallow the beer. Yeah, the beer. The beer. Yeah. So <laughs> let's get into the pale ale pairings. What do you pale have with ales, that? I think that they have a very good hop, hop and malt balance. So, and I think they go very good with pub food. So anything you find at an American shop, like burgers, fries, tacos, mm-hmm. um, it's good with with grill food, stuff off the grill, barbecue. I think. Again, it's very similar to a lager in that it sort of rinses your palate, but it's a little more balanced to me, and I think it goes great with fried foods. It's one of my favorite things to have with tots. Nice. <laughs> and by the way, Fried Chicken Day was just the other day, it so... Was National Fried Chicken Day. National Fried Chicken Day. I missed it. Well, I never miss it, because I, I love me some fried chicken, some yard bird, man. So that's when you get your pale ale, man. What would be a good pale ale 
Let's say go with some really good fried chicken. Give, give us a couple that people can get, that people can oh get their hands on. Um, you know what? So, like I said, the first beer I ever had was Sierra Nevada. Mm-hmm. They make a decent pale ale. I still think so to this day. It's a great pale ale still. It's a little hoppy for some people who yeah. are not really into pale ales. Um, that's one of my favorite ones and one of my go-tos. Right. They have one here at, at Hop City 2, Full Sail. Oh, another, I like Full Sail, yeah. Another good one. Nice um, man, so get you some Popeyes or whatever you like. Oh my gosh! I and get so. you. I'm just saying, hey, or we can get you know. Hey man, we're here at the we're at the Croc City Market. There's a really you can great, go to Goose and get some dumplings. That would go do or something like that ooh, too. Fancy, yeah. Chinese so that, food. And so we're we're having stouts. Stouts. So man. that's where you get that coffee and cocoa, right? Yes. That heavy. Um, stouts go so well with with a red meat like steak or a lamb chop. Yeah. Something that's man. been on the grill. I like to do it with chocolate because I normally drink stouts. Ooh, That's why I, I wasn't sure I wanted to have this stout this early in the day. A stout like this one that we're drinking right now, this Orpheus. Oh, it's like a dessert beer. It's something I would have after dinner. Yeah. And I may have it with a piece of chocolate. Nice. The dark chocolate. Or, you know, hey, or if you're into it, a cigar maybe if you're into oh, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So there, there you go from there. Then, all right, so we go, came out of Stouts, going to the IPAs. IPAs, always known as being hoppy and having a little bitterness. A very classic India Pale Ale pairing is with blue cheese. Mm. Um, a lot of folks do that together. I think it's some breeze, some blue oh cheese. Gosh, yeah. yes. Well, because they're creamy. Mm-hmm. Um, they can kind of calm down some of the hoppiness. Nice. I think they go very well with fatty foods. So things that have a lot of um, cream or... Um, like cheese and them, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, you mentioned good lobster yeah. mac and cheese. If you're oh, into that kind that's of thing, fancy. fantastic with an IPA. Nice with a good IPA. Get you some hops. Get you some mac and cheese. Some, a little bit of lobster, kind of a little bit of butter on my lob. Yeah, absolutely, as, as the boys that say. fattiness out a yes. little bit. And then you always mention the whip beers, man. So whip beers, yeah, they're crisp, mild. They have a citrus note. I think they go very well. Um, with your first course or even your appetizer. So if you're having a salad course or something um, from the sea, like mussels, go vary with that. In fact, wit beers are very good for um, sort of cooking mussels and clams in, in my opinion. They make a good base for for those kinds of foods. And because they're light, they don't compete too much with other light flavors. And see, guys, that's what I'm saying. It's just more than... You know, there's something you can do as a couple, depending on yeah. what your lifestyle is. Some you can do chugging. single. Yeah, not just chugging. Like, just chugging. actually really appreciating the beer and the food and the things you're eating and drinking and enjoying. And then All we'll that. get into these last two. And, and notice a lot of times in this book, The Chicks Got to Beer. By the way, tell me where they can buy the book. They can buy it on my website, thechicksgottobeer.com. And they'll t- that will take you to uh, where it resides on Amazon. It's on Amazon under the Chicks Got to Beer, or you can meet me at one of my pop-up events where I sell it face-to-face, and I could sign it for you right on the spot. Nice. Tell me yeah. where the next sign of, um, pop-up event is, because that's for you. Yeah, I have one more at Second Self Brewing Company on Saturday the 15th, July nice. 15th. I'll be there for their whole opening hours. I'll be there so, for three or four hours. So, and by the way, you probably know this. What? They have a black woman brewer there. I know. Yes, Doesn't Zuri. That make you happy? Yes, it I've does. Not met Zuri before, She's a sweetie. I've heard. She's I a can't sweetie, wait to man. Her. Really cool young lady. I cannot wait. To she started her. working in the tasting room there. Really? Yeah, started from the tasting room, and then wow. worked her way up. Young girl what too. A dream. Yeah, like I think she's like twenty five. Can't wait to meet her. Oh man, she's she's a sweetheart, she's legit. man. Yeah, yeah, she's legit. Like 
She's going to be on the podcast coming up soon. I'm, I actually have a ladies' night podcast Sweet. coming up where I'm going to get with some of the ladies in this beer like industry that. and really just it's show growing. some love. Because it is, because again, I think, I mean, listen, I mean, women make up a large part of the population of America. So and we are consumers. Yes. We so, spend more money than anyone else. Right. So it would be foolish to not. It is foolish. It would be ignorant to not find a way to market beer and drink beer with the ladies because again they're making money and spending money and the ladies bring the guys let's be honest yeah so I say all that to say everybody wins when <laughs> the ladies are when drinking the ladies beer are involved, right and so from there speaking of everybody winning by the way we talked about the saison and the quad with the quad you can do some duck some brie with the saison do the mussels and the brie and so it's kind of interesting how like you mentioned brie twice. Some of these other, like the French fries, you could do with either the wit beer or the pale ale. You mentioned how, like, the mac and cheese can go with a couple of different things. Yep, seafood. So it's kind of interesting how all these yeah. foods different pair differently. It just depends on how they're prepared. And um, if you're looking for harmony and balance between your food and beer, or if you're looking to contrast your food and your beer. You can right. take it either way. And you can have some fun with it. And another place we can have fun with it is each every week here on Beer It Is. On the CSPN Network, my name is Vice Wilborn and Monora Keith. Beard is shout out to Classic Miller for allowing me to do this each and every week. Shout out to Amazon, also where you can find this wonderful book, The Chick's Guide to Beer. Check it out. I know it says The Chick's Guide to Beer, but fellas, some of y'all can try this too because she's, <laughs> she's spitting game here. Yeah. And so from there, we get into we went through all seven of the chapters. We made it through. Now let's get into the beer journal. Yeah. So when I first started drinking beer, um, well, I shouldn't say first started drinking beer. When I first got serious about drinking beer. Drinking good beer. Drinking craft craft good beer. beer. One of the, the things I bought for myself was a, was a journal. Just to keep note of what I was drinking, if I liked it, who made it, um, what the alcohol by volume was. And I took tasting notes. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to include that in this guide. I, I thought it would be great to have all this information and a journal in the same place because you can use it as a reference manual mm-hmm. and just kind of chronicle your beer journey. And that's what the last sort of 50 pages of this book are. It's just blank pages, uh, sort of a template for you to write down the date, the time, where you were when you had the beer, who made it, what's the name of the beer, what kind of beer it is, the ABV, and the bitterness, and then to take notes. And then you can rate it at the bottom so you'll know, hey, I like this beer, I'll try this again or this style again, or... I hated this beer, and I'll never try it again. But it's so important to kind of keep notes of what you're doing because it sort of helps you understand and be more aware of what you like and what you don't like. And I think that's very important because, like I said, because you're all... Because, listen, at the end of the day, you know, I've been lucky. I've I've had a couple beers. I've been to a couple places, but... We're all still learning. We're all still evolving. I'm learning every day. To be able to, like, write those notes and take those notes. And I think it makes you a better beer drinker. I do, too. And we mentioned notes. We mentioned beer writing. Let's talk a little bit before we get out of here about the Cicerone level. You, you, yeah. you, you, you did that. You're still working on that. Talk to us a little bit about, like, what those classes have been. Well, first of all, tell the audience what the Cicerone is and then kind of go from there. It's like your involvement and in what's coming next for you and what you may try to do. Sure. So the Cicerone distinction is just like uh, the Psalm distinction is for wine, but this is for beer lovers or beer experts, beer connoisseurs, if you will. It's a four-level sort of rating or um, expertise system that says, you know, 
how much of an expert you are in this whole beer thing. And it's I am level one. There are four levels. Like I said, I'm was considered a certified beer server. But there are three more levels that I'm hoping to achieve one day in the future. And I believe, I think at the highest level, there may be one or two ladies. Right. That's not it. many, yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's a, it's a way to sort of legitimize your beer knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's definitely recognized by the, by the beer community. And um, once you get past level one, it gets a little serious. Like oh, the yeah. level one test was online. It wasn't too difficult to take. And I would encourage anyone who kind of likes beer or wants to take on this industry to go ahead and try it, try level one test. But the level two, three, four, and you know this because you're working right. on it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. a little more intense, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I did level two. I'm working on level three. And I'll tell you what, man. Um, when you start literally put like eight different beers in front of you and they all look the same Hmm. but you they look the same smell the same but you have to find the little differences in each beer and why they're different or why an off flavor is an off flavor and what that is and what that means what it means and then from there and also how that translates yep because that becomes a thing so You know, I say all that to say, man, you know, this beer game, there's a lot to it. There's a lot more to it. It's real. and But it's fun. And I think what I like what you do the most is that you make it fun. That's my goal. For the ladies. Because, I mean, because it can become really intense. It can be. And it doesn't have to be. It shouldn't be so fussy. And, you know, for those of us geeks, we don't mind it being that way. But if you're a newbie and you're just trying this thing out, we don't want to intimidate people and, and put people off. It's not an exclusive club. Beer's for everyone, like you said earlier. Right. So yeah. let's close this out. Tell me where they can find you on Twitter and all these other On the internets. Places. You can find on me. On the web. On the webs. You can find me on at the Chicks Guide to Beer. That's my website, my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook, the Chicks Guide to Beer. My name is Jen. You can find me there, too. But Chicks Guide to Beer is where you can find me. And the book um, is available on my website, chicksguidetobeer.com, and also on Amazon. By the way, guys, when this goes out, I'll be tweeting a link. We may work a little something out with some of the beer this listeners, see if we can kind of show you guys a little bit of love. We'll, me and Jen will talk about that and see what we kind of do just to For sure. you know, let you guys know that, hey, man, support this lady as she is continuing to grow her brand and her ministry and beer is trying to get more people involved because I think that the next, I don't think I know, the next wave, the future is women, particularly black women, as black women in the future are everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, show them love, give them some support. Yes, we are magic. All right, last thing, Jen, is there anything else we need to know about what's coming up, what you're doing, what's going on? Yeah, again, I'd love to see you at my next pop-up event. I'll be at Second Self Brewing. That's on Saturday, July 15th. I'll be there uh, for the entire time that they're open. Nice. Slinging this book. So come by, have a good beer, meet me, and, and get a signed copy of The Chick's Guide to Beer. Shout out to them, shout out to that. Go from there, support this lady, support Beard Is. And guys, we are done. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for having me.